Entrepreneurs Enigma is a podcast for the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, so the wins and the fails that we all face being entrepreneurs, and how we learn from adversity. Every week, I talk to a different entrepreneur with a story to tell. I'm Seth Goldstein. Come with me on the journey. This is Entrepreneurs Enigma. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This episode is with Sangram Vajra. He is the founder, co-founder of Terminus, an ABM platform to help people really get a hold of account-based marketing. He also is the founding father, along with some others, of ABM, and he helped coin that phrase, flip the funnel as well. Great episode. He is a marketing genius. Hopefully you enjoy it. I've known Sangram for 13 plus years. He's full of great knowledge. Find him on LinkedIn. Find him over Terminus, T-E-R-M-I-N-U-S dot com. I hope you enjoyed the show because I certainly did. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the, another edition of the Entrepreneurs and Thinking About Podcast. I'm Seth. With me today is Sangram Vajre of a bunch of different things, <laughs> of the, founder, the co-founder of Terminus. Uh, which is an ABM account-based marketing platform. We'll talk about that. He's also the brains behind ABM in the in general. He has three books out there. Um, his most recent one is Move: The Four Questions You Have to Ask to Go to Market. That's a great one. ABM to B to B. He has a Flip My Funnel podcast. I mean, literally, this guy doesn't sleep. And in addition to that, he has a great community called. Um, called um peak dot community which i'm a member of love it it's a bunch of marketers in there not trying to sell each other just trying to help each other get one percent better is it every day or every week yeah every week i try to be one percent better every day there you <laughs> go i love that oh absolutely so sangram tell us about you so we actually we start off we we first met probably 10 years ago when you were working in corporate hosting for internet and i was doing some freelance for a small little web design company whose owner, whose brother was hosting company, was purchased by Internap. Yep. And, and we met in New York at the, at the kind of, woo, let's celebrate party. Yeah. And then we've been friends ever since. So it's, it's been a while, buddy. Yeah, it's been, it's been a fantastic journey, man. I think even though the last few years has been hard for a lot of us mm-hmm. in many different ways, it has also opened up many doors. Uh, I feel like the last two years, I mean, the fact that you and I are connected because of the peak community and we started because of COVID, it's it's a really serendipitous moment. Yeah. Oh, so, so peak started at COVID? Is it what? Is yeah. It? I mean, year, year and a half ago, or almost a year oh, wow. and a half ago, now we started, we, Judd and I really, we are community people. We love community and there are no events were happening. We, everything mm-hmm. stopped. So we're like, how do we engage? And there were so many people at that time. Mm-hmm marketers would reach out to either him or I, because he's in recruiting and staffing. Yeah. And I've been a CMO a few times, would say, how do you become a CMO? How do you become a better marketer? And mm. we're like, well, we can do this one-on-one calls all day long. Let's just bring and build a community and it's, and try to keep it sales-free. Let's not have any sponsors. So it's mm-hmm. literally, it, you know, as you know, you've been in it. It's like, it is yeah, it's fantastic. global uh, in nature. So people from all, all over the world are in there and it's yeah. been fun. And you talk about on LinkedIn today to be very, you know, upfront here. You, you have you have your retention is like eighty percent, which is like unheard of in communities. Yeah. Like I'm surprised it's not even higher. I'm yeah. not sure there's a few people that just haven't gotten around to it. But I mean, I've brought three people in. 
That's what we hear all the time, Seth, is like it is because it is not a Sangram community, which is the last yeah. thing I ever wanted anything to mm -hmm. be. It is your community as much as the events are run by mm -hmm. the people in the community. A lot of times I wouldn't be even in that in those events. And, and that's what mm -hmm. we wanted to build is let's learn, let's sharpen each other. It's fantastic. It's a good case study in how to run a community. If you want to run a community, take a look at Peak. It's peak.community. If you're watching the video, it's at the bottom of the screen right now, scrolling. But it's fantastic. And it's it's a good way for you to give back and, you know, share. And it's just it's such a fantastic community just to chat. And just you don't feel lonely because everyone's out there kind of helping each other out. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I posted this morning that you probably are referring to is like Judd, who's my uh, co-host and co-founder in this community, he does onboarding for every single member, every single member. Like this is not like, oh, you're in and you don't know. No, no, no. Every Friday, he does two onboardings because of different time zones, one in the morning, one in the evening. And he would talk to every person who joins every week to tell them like, hey, look, this is a real person. It's real helpful community. too. That, he's tremendously helpful. So I think it, it it's just great people. It's great people. And talking about great people who love to talk about marketing and all that, fill our, the audience in on what the heck is account-based marketing versus regular marketing. Yeah, well, I mean, I tried to pen it with my last, second book, which is ABM is B2B, and I thought that would be the end of uh, end of discussion on that, right? No, it's it's gone <laughs> gangbusters. It, it has, it has. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is it's really no different than better marketing and sales. So I think about it as, as in B2B, we all know these three things. Number one, we know there's more than one person making a buying decision. So it's a committee, you have four or five people sometimes, maybe even seven based on some studies, part of the decision-making process. Number two, we know that the sales cycle is longer. It, it, you don't just go and get something. You, you kind of go through the motions in it, right? And that's why there are sales process and sales and marketing is so important. And number three, ultimately, if you make a bad decision, you will get fired. Like it just, right? So based on those three reasons, like what account list really is that you, when you hire salespeople, their title is account executive. It's not a lead executive, which means no. the salespeople has forever known that they sell into accounts that are made up of more than one person and they have a longer sales cycle and their job is to build a relationship so they feel they can trust it so they can buy it and get promoted in their organization. So ABM is a way of getting organizations to wrap their hands around the entire buyer community and be able to make sure that they're making the right decision. And that's really what ABM does. That's awesome. It's a great way of thinking about it because in the small business, you usually go out and you deal with one person. Mid-level business, you're talking to maybe two or three people maybe. But when you talk to enterprise, it's like there's a whole department of procurement for crying out loud. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. So that's your second book. Now your third book, the first book was the, was the ABM for Dummies book. So it was, yes. it, was a, it was like the quintessential, almost required book you had to write when you come up with a new strategy. You had to write the four dummies book. So <laughs> right. I mean, the next one is move the four question go to market framework. Fill us in on that. And that was written with um, Brian Brown. Yeah. We, it, it's, it's been such an incredible time set of research in the last two years. Uh, really, at COVID, you can pick up the phone and talk to anybody. So I literally take it, took advantage of it and we interviewed Jeffrey Moore, who wrote Crossing the Chasm, and Brian Halligan, who was the CEO of HubSpot. To, to oh, wow. It's incredible people, VCs, investors, all across the board. And what's interesting is there is a research that people can look at. Uh, it's called the SaaS Valley of Death. Anybody can Google that SaaS Valley of Death. And it shows that 
it is incredibly hard to even get to 10 million revenues, like 0.4% of the companies get to 10 million. But what's even worse said, which just shocked me and the genesis of this book is that companies between 10 to 50 are actually, are even lower percentage of companies actually get there. So it's called the value of debt. You hit like, so if it's 1 million is here, 10 million is here. And the number of companies who get to 50 million is even lower. You can't even see it on the screen as low as wow. they go, like 0.04%. And, and the reason they cited out, it's a study from McKinsey and others, was the reason companies don't survive after 10 million especially is because those companies, it's not because their vision all of a sudden becomes outdated. Their vision is as real as it still is. It's not because they can't hire great team members. As a matter of fact, they can. They may be different at different stage, but they can. But what's interesting is the reason they die is because based on McKinsey study and others was because their go-to-market never Oh, evolved. yeah. Right, your go-to-market at an early stage needs to evolve from what it is at a problem market fit, what we call in the, the book, to product market fit, and then platform market fit. If those are the three stages of the business. Your go-to-market has to be completely, literally, completely different, like almost a different company. And that's mm -hmm. why companies fail, and that's why we wrote this book, so we can help companies navigate those uh, that value of debt. Oh, it's a great book. I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy. I finished it in like three days. Yeah. It was like, I have to read this book. And it was it was something that even for a small one or two person shop like myself, you know, it's still good to know because I'm dealing with other people and other businesses that are bigger than I am. And the idea is I can just say, hey, here's this book. You need to go read this book so we can be, make you successful. And it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think what's also interesting, Seth, for a period of time, what I learned from the book, uh, the research for the book is that go to market, just like ABM, like it's so interesting. ABM is nothing new. You go to the right company and surround your arms around the entire, I mean, like salespeople always knew. They, that's why they have a title as account executive, right? So, so it's nothing new. Go to market is also nothing new. But what's interesting is people have just not been defining it well, not creating a framework around it. And if you look at all the books I've ever written so far, like all three of them, the first book, the dummies book had the flip my funnel framework. The second book that I wrote, ABM is B2B had the team framework. And now as you look at this book, the move, the four question go to market framework has the move framework. So to me, I'm a very, I love practical stuff, not just inspirational stuff. I love stuff that can, people can take and implement tomorrow in their organization and see how it works. So my goal and hope is that people would not be just inspired, but rather created change and transformation in their organization. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your whole entrepreneurial journey. After all, this show is called The Entrepreneur's Enigma, the puzzle of being an entrepreneur. How's that been for you? I mean, I know you've done entrepreneurship. You've done stuff at Internet where you're working for a bigger company. And then you started, you know, Terminus, you know, as a co-founder, so you came in at the top saying, this is my baby, this is, we're implementing ABM, this is what we're doing for people. What was the entrepreneurial journey? How's that been for you? Well, I'll tell you uh, a quick story. I share that, I don't share that much often, but I'll share this with yeah. you on this uh, on this part, which is, I was at Salesforce, right? My last company, I was running marketing at Pardot, we got acquired by Salesforce. So I spent time, some time at Salesforce. And I, when I met the two folks who started this uh, and, and co-founded this company with, um, it was right when we had our second baby, my daughter. Uh, she was four weeks old. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, she was like really, really small. 
And my wife wasn't working because, you know, we, we wanted to take it easy. We want to make sure that we are spending time with the family in the early days and all that. And I'd go meet these two folks, uh, you know, and say, hey, you know, I really feel like there is something here. And I come come home and talk to my wife about it. Uh, her name is Mamit. And I say, Mamit, I, I think I want to do this thing. And she was like, you know, we can't afford it. You can't. You just have four, four <laughs> old baby. Yeah, we're like four weeks old baby. Like, what oh, wow. baby? Right, like second kid. So, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. And um, and but I really felt feel like I need to do this because I really feel that there's something here, and I feel very passionate about it. Um, so a few days of conversation back and forth, said she said something that I hope every partner would say to their partner uh, when they are in 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 a situation like I was. She said, look, I can see in your eyes that you're super passionate about it, and if you don't do this, you're gonna regret. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I'm going to regret if I, if I don't take this plunge. She's like, all right, I'm going to go find a job. She found a job in like two weeks. And she said, but here's the thing. I'm going to give you one year. In one year, show me this thing as legs. Otherwise, you're going to find a real job. It put so much fire underneath me. It wasn't about me saying, ah, I'm an entrepreneur. Let me try. No, no, no. There was a clock that was running like every day where I was able to come home, not making money enough. And my wife was working with two kids. At the end of the day, it does get more on the woman and, and your wife uh, when you have yeah. a baby than a guy. It's just the truth. So, and then she's doing all this stuff while I'm trying to build a company and, and really trying. So for me, the first year was to prove that this has legs because I couldn't imagine going back to work full-time oh. anywhere else at that time. And I'm so grateful for that. And, and, and it clearly you had legs. I yeah. Mean, how many years later? I mean, seriously, I mean, you had legs. It's working. You have a very popular podcast. It's, you know, what you can see at the bottom of the screen. I came prepared. It's Flip My Funnel, where you have guest podcasters on there every once in a while, where you talk about the whole idea of flipping the funnel to be more direct. Now, tell us a little bit about flipping the funnel. Like, what is that? I mean, I kind of gave a little synopsis, but yeah. in your words, what is Flip the Funnel? Yeah, so so the idea came about was literally on a flight uh, when I was at a conference coming back from San Francisco. It was seven, six, seven years ago, like right, literally the first year of Terminus. It was literally sitting in between two drunk people, drawing, uh, trying, no internet. So I was trying to draw something. And I was drawing the funnel. And I was like, ah, what if it was flipped? Like, no, there's nothing beautiful other than the fact that I was bored and I just wanted to do something. That's and I awesome. flipped it. And the, the traditional funnel that we know, which is broad at the top, narrow at the bottom. Yeah. And at the conference, they were talking about the, the research that Forrester came out with at that time, saying less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. And the reason is because hundreds come in and only one become a customer. I'm like, that's crazy. Why would we get 100 customers, especially in B2B, when you know who your target audience and target customer is? You're not selling a Nike shoe. You're selling yeah. the software to a particular audience. So you should mm -hmm. know who your target audience. So who are your target audience? And, and, and they were talking about that funnel. I'm like, what if it was flipped? What if we start with the best fit accounts? What will happen? And so the new stage is that became flip my funnel was identify the best fit accounts. So if you're selling to financial services, Fortune 500 companies, guess what? There are no more than 500 companies in Fortune 500 list. And there are only yes. a few in financial services. So that's your list. That start, identify the list there. And then go after them. And then, so the funnel was literally that. Identify the best fit accounts, engage with them, and turn them into advocates. And that became the idea, it. another way of showing uh, ABM that people understand. People understood funnels, and we just flipped it, and that became and became a movement in a way. So <laughs> I, let's see, I, I like listening to your that. take. 
I yeah. was listening to your take and then listen to other about how other people have implemented it. Yeah. You know, how they're like, well, this is how we took this idea and we ran with it. And this is our our take on ABM. You know, right. and, and the thing is, a lot, I think a lot of people in the marketing space get stuck on the term, like account-based marketing. What is that? You explained it perfectly well. It's, it's focusing on the at department, on the company, yeah. not just that one Joe in procurement. Because that one right. Joe in procurement is one guy in all procurement, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that and, and I think that's really interesting. So I love that that when people I see so many times, almost every day, if not every week, somebody saying here is the like literally taking the funnel, literally taking and putting it on the website blog. And every time I see that, I chuckle because the more people do and use and and, and implement ABM, the better I think businesses will be. And it's great. So it you know I, I think as long as we're able to build great business around it, all power to it. Absolutely. So Sangram, where is the best place for people to find you? I mean, because, you know, Terminus or is it, you know, I put a short URL up for your books on, on Amazon so people can go over there. This will all be in the show notes. Yeah. Or, 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 the, or the peak community. Like, where is the best place for people to come find you? Yeah. If you're a marketer, I would highly recommend, as that says, go check out peak.community because yeah, that's yeah. where we, we, we love. And I, I engage over there a lot more in yes. the um, every day, every week. Um, but outside of that, I would say just connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, you're very big on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Shit. that's the only platform I'm on. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on any other place, really. I'm like Twitter only when I do events and stuff. Yeah, but Twitter's, really Twitter's fun, but you know, yeah. Twitter's fun to follow hashtags and stuff like that. LinkedIn has gotten so much better lately. So, yeah, yeah. So I engage over there. I made a decision, Seth, about three years ago that I will learn one something every day. And if you think about it, that's how peak is about, right? Getting 1% in a week better every week. So in order to learn something every day, I have to share with myself every day. So to me, LinkedIn, I just share with myself. It's my notes to myself many mm-hmm. times. And if it inspires others, great. If not, I don't care. I just want to no, know. I helped you. Yeah. I inspired you. And that's what matters. So definitely. So everybody, if you, if you love the show and you want to subscribe, go to entrepreneursenigma.com. And if you really want to show some love, go to the, the, the podcast directory of your choice. It does not have to be Apple. There's Podchaser out there. The podcast index doesn't have a review platform, but it, it's the, the index for podcasting. But please give us a review that helps everyone get, get us found in Sangram. This is always, it's always fun chatting with you. It's been too long. We got we to make sure we yeah. chat more often. I love it, man. Thank you for who you are and what you do, man. Thank you, Seth. That was a great show. Hey, if you're enjoying Entrepreneur's Enigma, please give us a review on the podcast directory of your choice. We're on all of them. And these reviews really help others find the show. Also, if you're getting value from the show and want to buy me a coffee, go to the show notes and click on the link to help me stay awake while I bring you more great episodes to your ears. That's in the show notes, and I look forward to the next episode. Take care, guys. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.